Fear and anxiety are overwhelming our younger generations today. Yes, fear has always been a thing for humans since the fall, but the anxiety that is hip today is something a little bit new and different. Not in the sense of what anxiety is, but in the sense that we don't tend to see this and haven't seen it in a very long time. And I'm not sure when the last time we might have had a whole generation just suffering from severe anxiety. Yet the gospel addresses the fears and concerns of mankind just just as it addresses the sin of mankind. From... um, from in between our first lesson, I believe, I think I stole this from in between the two broken parts. For I, the Lord your God, will hold your right hand, saying to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, Jacob, you men of Israel, I will help you, says the Lord. God promises his people that they will not be left alone or left behind, as the saying might be. I will take you by the hand, he says. I will lead you. I will help you. God makes promises throughout the Old Covenant to provide for and to lead and to guide his people. From later in our lesson, the poor and needy seek water, but there is none. Their tongues fail for thirst. I, the Lord, will hear them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open rivers and desolate heights and fountains in the midst of valleys. I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water. This text, whatever part of it is actually in our Old Testament lesson or not, this text from our Old Testament lesson shows us the promise. Our gospel lesson shows its fulfillment in the incarnation, the birth of, of the baby Jesus, who is God in human form. And today we witnessed in our gospel lesson the manifestation of Jesus' divinity in his first miracle, fittingly at a wedding. (coughs) Excuse me. I say fittingly because, of course, Christ came to be the bridegroom of the church. We have a lover who cares for us and leads us to, just as God promised in the Old Covenant, our bridegroom. Our psalm today points us to worship at God's altar. Oh, send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your tabernacle. Then I will go to the altar of God. To to God, my exceeding joy, And on the harp I will praise you, O God, my God. This is indeed a wonderful picture. Did you notice, however, that it themes jointly with what we've been saying already? O send out your light and your truth. Notes Father Neil, here he sets forth the only way of his liberation. And what way is that but by the incarnation? Thy light, as it is written, That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. The incarnation also was the incarnation of truth. The truth spoken of in the Psalms is referenced by Jesus himself. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Kneel again. 
Light indeed after so many centuries that darkness covered the earth and gross darkness the people. Truth indeed when those things that were concealed from the wisest philosophers of Greece and Rome are now revealed to babes and sucklings. So what is the practical matters that we must think through today? This is all fine and philosophical we may say, but what does it matter to us? Of course, we need to realize that we are called Christians, little Christs, literally little messiahs. No, don't go getting a messiah complex. You're not God, nor are you Jesus. But please realize that you are called to be a light. Yes, little in comparison of the light of Christ himself, but a light nonetheless. You are called to be Light in this dark world. Light that others can see by. Light that others can be attracted to. And being a little light means also being a small representation. Again, compared to Christ himself, not quite the same thing, but a little representation of the truth. Truth matters. Not just even in this time of cultural fixation on relativity, But precisely because of that fixation on relativity, truth matters more than ever. Be a Christian. That means be fixated on truth. Yes, with love, and yes, with grace. But please don't let the truth not matter. In today's world, we must be accountable to the truth. We must pursue the truth. We must discern the truth. St. Paul in our epistle lesson today notes that humility is a high calling in our lives. Be of the same mind toward one another. Do not let your mind set your mind on high things, but associate with the humble. Do not be wise in your own opinion. My friends, Humility means knowing and owning the truth of who we are, of our position, of our own limitations, of our own Savior humbling himself incredibly so much that we can't even comprehend it to be one of us. Can we in truth act otherwise? We can't even comprehend the humility that Christ had should we not pursue the most humility we can. People will malign you, speak ill of you, not like you. The truth is that many times we will have deserved such a response from people. Be humble, be truthful, honest with yourself, and seek to do better, apologizing and making amends. But what if the actions against you were false? What if they were truly malignant? St. Paul tells us, do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. Seek to live the truth of the love of Christ towards those people. Hard, isn't it? No one, well, let me rephrase that. No one should have ever said Christianity is easy. We sometimes hear that, but it's not the truth. This is why the psalm today has called us to the altar of God, 
so that we can offer ourselves a holy offering on that altar, and also so that we can gain strength and faith in our worship of Almighty God. Father Reardon says this, According to the liturgy of St. John Chrysostom, however, this Eucharistic table itself on which we perform the sacred mystery of your holy and immaculate body and precious blood points to yet another altar far above itself. Accept also the prayer of us sinners and bear it to your holy altar, to quote the liturgy again. We further pray that the precious gifts which we have been spread, which have been spread forth and sanctified may be received upon God's holy, heavenly, and ideal altar. The altar here on earth is linked to an altar in heaven, of which it is a type and a symbol. We are, in our worship, participating in the heavenly liturgy around the altar in heaven and around the throne of God. The light and the truth are most evident there. May we live out the light and the truth that we participate in here today in our darkened world tomorrow. Being little bits of light and of truth to our neighbors and friends so that we can bring them with us to the altar in heaven. Amen.